Hello, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL and at Believe.com. This week, we discuss the Blizzard controversy, new updates for Pokemon, and cover the first week of the Countdown Cup. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast and gameplay episode. Um, yeah, this is the beginning of the Countdown Cup, which is our last main um, play season tournament i guess i i don't i can't words right now i've been talking for a long time kevin has also been talking for a long time so please forgive us if we're a little bit um tired shall we say this week um how has everything going kevin uh every everything's going solid um i had my grandmother over this weekend um and she just kind of she realized what podcasting was like i told her like <laughs> oh yeah i talk in a microphone for an hour with this guy on the internet and then we <laughs> we put it we put it out into the world and she's like what <laughs> like i'm she's like so you're like a radio host and i'm like yeah but you can play it whenever you want and i'm like okay uh it, it took her a bit to like kind of understand that but after like bringing that all in she's like oh well at least like you're still talking and stuff and i'm like yeah i i guess <laughs> um other than that uh a lot of pokemon unite stuff i've been playing a lot of pokemon uh games in general it's been something that uh i've been streaming a lot um and i'm having fun with it um what what else happened this weekend uh that that is it for the most part I've, I've just been trying to get ready and uh figure out what i'm doing for the rest of the month um besides like the very minimal days that i do have work um it is pretty open for me so i'm trying to get a lot of other things mm. uh a lot of other things done uh how about you matt how's your weekend how's how's everything i'm just very tired with just balancing everything like i don't know how people are functioning adults kevin i really don't because like you got people who are like working their nine to five and they've got their like social lives and they're going out and they're like working out on top of that on top of making dinner and then going out and partying at night and then still waking up early to like eat breakfast and shower and drive to work the next day like how how do people do it i can i'm working from home and i can like barely manage like admittedly i do a lot of other things in my time but like how 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 does the person do all the things i i am also confused by that like <laughs> i okay so i i did not move out of my house for college um i commuted into my school um i mean so I you never live right by it right? right yeah well we it's save money me. yeah we save money by taking bart instead of paying rent oh um, yeah that's convenient 
it, it's nice. Um, but the only downside is like, yeah, I, I never really learned to live on my own. So I feel like I'm, uh, I'm slowly becoming uh, a really like lazy adult. And I know later down the line, like I really do want to move out. I, I have a plan. Uh, I'm gonna gonna yeah. get a couple roommates together, and then uh, yeah, hopefully I can adult better then. But uh, for now, I'm still embracing childhood. I don't know what that means. Pretty much, Kevin. Health insurance, like pretty much, Kevin. All you need to do is remember to pay rent on time, wash your dishes, and do your laundry. That's pretty yeah, much can, it. As long as you can do, do that, that, you're fine. Um, as long as I you can do pay. that, you're good. The rest of the Paper, stuff fills in. Spray. Yeah, don't worry. I won't kill everybody. Uh, yeah, it, that that's just, you know, things to think about. Um, other than that, like, I've been jamming out to the new uh, Silk Sonic song. Um, if you haven't heard it already. Uh, so, yeah, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack dropped another song called Skate. Hmm. Uh, it's very, like, it, it's very good. I, it's stuck in my head, and uh, the second that they drop that album, you know, I'll, I'll be first one in line for that. I haven't heard anything from really from Bruno Mars since since a while. Yeah, yeah. have you you've heard "Leave the Door Open," right? Like that's on the yeah, radio. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that one. But like, yeah, like I'm really surprised that him and Anderson Pack like teamed up. Like that's the best way how I could describe it is like if you it, it's like if you took the greatest of all time and like paired them up with like the second greatest of all time, like hmm. it, it's literally like a, a busted. It's like when Jay-Z and Kanye made an album together. Like everybody thought back when know, Kanye like, was good. Yeah. Back when, back when he was good, when he was I on, miss the on old the Kanye. Uh, but yeah, it's just like when you have two of the greatest come together, you're just like, Oh, they, they're doing something good. And like, this feels good. Yeah. Say what you will about old about new Kanye, but like old Kanye was legit. Like old Kanye was so oh, yeah, good for sure. Oh man, poor Kanye. Now he's just that dude who's married to Kim or was married to Kim. Yeah. Have they divorced yet? Do you know? I, I I'm not a hundred percent on that. Uh, I don't pay attention I, all to the family. All I know is like he had he had a church and he would play music and shit. And I'm like, okay, that's the free Kanye concert like you like you pay a hundred bucks to get in the door or like what's the deal with that I don't know that's interesting <laughs> that's, that's a if you don't have to pay that's that's one way to see Kanye in concert yeah um anyway so this was the first week of the uh the countdown cup um it feels weird talking about the league now that everything's happened um, I'm looking at the league website right now. There is no mention of, of AT&T where there used to be AT&T in a lot of places on this website. They've taken it down because, yeah, in light of everything, all, all of the stuff that's happened, AT, not AT&T, T-Mobile. No wonder I can't find anything AT&T because it was T-Mobile before. Uh, but there is no T-Mobile mention because T-Mobile pulled their funding, uh, which we will address towards the end of this episode later. Um, but going to, to more present topics the uh first week of the countdown cup happened and here are the results um 
the Dallas Fuel lost two to three to the Paris Eternal. The Houston Outlaws won three to zero against the Washington Justice. The Hangzhou Spark lost two to three to the Seoul Dynasty. The NYXL won three to zero over the LA Valiant. The Philly Fusion took three zero over the Shanghai Dragons. Boston Uprising three to one over the Paris Eternal. Atlanta Rain three to two over the Los Angeles Gladiators. The Fuel went three to two over the San Francisco Shock. The Seoul Dynasty went three to zero over the Valiant. The Shanghai Dragons went two to three against the NYXL. Um, the Hangzhou Spark lost one to three against the Fusion. The Atlanta Reign three owed the Houston Outlaws. The Shock took three to one over the Boston Uprising, and the LA Gladiators took three zero over the Washington Justice. Um, I can confidently say that I predicted exactly zero of these results yeah this week was kind of kind of all over the place i watched the two shock games uh but in all seriousness like a lot of these games were just kind of excuse me games you know yeah uh, it's like oh we're we're getting back just just we're warming up guys we're warming up it's the first yeah it's first week of well i mean you only get four weeks but yeah I'm not sure you it's really want i'm not sure you really want to be in the position where you're taking it easy that first week. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just really interesting to like, think, think about this, like the countdown cup happens and then there's playoffs and then, you know, grand finals that all happens in September. Um, it, it just feels like, you know, we only have a couple more weeks of this uh, left in terms of what we could actually like see and then we'll we'll have playoffs and whatnot but um yeah the games are going to be really interesting and i don't know like i don't know if we're ever gonna like go back to home stands now that you know we we don't know if there's variants of of the coronavirus uh not of loki um but <laughs> third week in a row are you telling me something kevin no i'm not uh there, there's there's no problem here uh jet skis um but yeah it's it's pretty interesting to to see this week and then um yeah i i feel like a lot of teams shouldn't be taking you know like taking these l's uh but yeah it's going to be really interesting especially moving into the the final bits of the 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 countdown cup essentially and then seeing where that takes us um so I, i i'm just more excited for where the league's gonna end up uh in terms of like scheduling wise and who who ends up where in placements yeah all right so let's just go chronologically through this i did watch the uh the philly fusion versus the shanghai dragons which um 3-0 really guys i i don't considering y'all just won the last two of our tournaments the summer showdown and the june joust and like the Philly Fusion are good and they're getting better. I just did not expect them to to 3-0 our champions. Um, I think a lot of this was the Shanghai Dragons were just trying something different. Like they were they they were starting to develop, which I I don't think he's ever played before. I think this like his his is his debut, and it's also his starter debut. Um so it just having that that new component in the team 
it just made them feel very, very shaky on, um, they started on Busan. They went Sanctuary and Mechabe. So it was an easy 2-0 win, of course, for the fusion. Um, but they just, they looked so uncertain with develop playing. Um, they, they pick up a lot of good fights when they're, they're, they're playing, but it never felt like they were actually going to win. He, like develop starts out. Um, he starts out on the, I believe the soul. No, he starts out on a Sombra um, and he starts out and gets a good kill onto um, Carpe. It's like, Oh, okay. He killed Carpe. Like Carpe's Carpe's fantastic. So maybe this kid has got potential, but after that um, Carpe is like, okay, I'm not going to let you show me up and, and pretty much kept develop contained. So um, after that, they swap him out and put Fleta back in. Um, it was it, this one felt a little bit more even, but I feel like on Numbani, um, the Fusion were better at prioritizing their targets, and they worked a little bit better. I think they maybe had a little bit of a better momentum and a bit of better mental state because they already had the win, um, and, and they're probably feeling really good. The Dragons were probably playing catch up. It's like okay, we we we've messed up with that first round. We gotta make sure. Um, that we we win this next round and on top of probably having to to uphold their status as the best team in the league maybe that's adding a little bit of pressure for them um aside from that alarm um on ana was just amazing for the um the fusion getting a lot of really good sleeps and a lot of really good um anti nades was really key for their team um but fleta on the fara was as, as usual, astounding for the dragons. Got a lot of really good value out of that Farah. Um, they pretty much left him alone. They had no answer to Fleta. Um, but even then, like Fleta is not enough to deadlift the team at this point, unfortunately. Um, and then looking onto Rialto, uh, they they swapped in Who Are You for Fleta, um, and they I don't understand why. Because they still had who are you playing the Fara and like Fleta's already amazing on the Fara. So I'm not sure that switch out was necessary. But um the, the fusion won it. So I'm not sure what the dragons are doing at this point, strategic-wise and roster-wise. Um because if the goal is to win, you I, I understand trying to get like a bit of variety in there so people don't just watch your tape back and and do what they did to the the Dallas Fuel where the Dallas Fuel were, were so dominant but they had so they they rarely ever changed up what they were doing or who their their players were so eventually it was it became easy to read what they were doing and now they're no longer to the top of the league so maybe maybe that's what the dragons are doing here maybe they're trying to diversify what they're doing um and if that's so, do you think it's worth that cost of this first week loss, Kevin? This 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 show of being three owed by the Philly Fusion. Yeah, uh, I I don't know if this was the right time to to be experimenting with this, but like I get it. Like you 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 got a new asset, you wanna you wanna test it out, you wanna see if it works. Um, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Uh, it, it did it did not work and it's just tough to kind of bounce back from you know a, kind of a rough start you know 
Um, but sometimes you do have to put them through that so that they can uh, they can feel prepared to to play. Um, and yeah, everybody gets the jitters. We we know those those first games are going to be tough, but um, I I don't know if this was the right thing, especially if this hurts them later down the line mm-hmm. um, in terms of you know countdown cup uh, implications and standings. So um, uh, unless this is just like a big brain play where they're like, okay, we'll lose the <laughs> countdown cup. We technically are already like qualified for playoffs because of the other two like tournaments. So like we could, we could just kind of do weird things now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing either one of these. Like I, as long as they're trying, they're not just like, go ahead, take point. Like it, it's still good overwatch, you know? Yeah. Um, I didn't watch it this match I didn't have time um but they did also lose two to three to the nyxl which again it's a huge upset like i like the nyxl but they haven't been performing their best this season but i mean for them to beat the shanghai dragons that's a huge boost to i guess their ego so not the best first week for the shanghai dragons and i i hope that their record doesn't come back to haunt them later with these two losses um but Kevin, tell us about the shock games. Yeah, so we'll start out with the the fuel game that happened on Saturday. Um, this was a three to two. Dallas Fuel end up taking the game, but I I was really impressed by like just San Francisco Shock and the way how they're kind of adjusting to everything. Um, originally, like you know, they haven't shown up in the last three like tournaments at all. Like they get knocked out or they don't even like qualify to to play in the knockout rounds, right? Um, this kind of gave me a different perspective and a different glimmer of hope. So like at first I'm like, you know what, the shock are a completely different team. Like y- you can't expect this team to be, you know, the San Francisco shock that have been there for you know the past two years to have been dominant because literally it's not the same team. Um so when I was watching this game at first, I was like, okay, well, of course, like Dallas is coming off of, you know, a, a postseason run, you know, they, they did relatively solid. Uh, they're, they're putting on pressure um, and the shocker just kind of chilling, right? Like there's no, not a lot of pressure on them. Um, the first map uh, you see sparkle and Nero, essentially it's it sparkle and uh, Jexe versus Nero and, violet on pretty much a pharmacy battle the entire time um and like nero is going blow for blow with sparkle and it's not like you know one's getting blown out of the water on each map it was like very very close uh on all three of the maps and like ons did what he did same thing with doha 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 style is like more of getting in like using more of like tracers or sombras in order to be a little bit more disruptive on the front line. Meanwhile, Ons is just like, I'm going to chill on the back and I'm going to play, I'm going to play Widow and, you know, play the sight lines instead. And it works out really well for them um, for the most part. So when I was watching this one and Numbani were both like really on edge games. And yeah, if you want to see how well, like, these teams are kind of bouncing back. I feel like San Francisco is finding a little bit of a little bit of a rhythm and I'm, I'm happy that they're finding it now. 
Um, I just hope it's not too late for, you know, playoff implications. Um, but I do like the way how they're playing. They're not playing like, um, oh, we're folding. We're playing a different like style of game. We're not confident or anything. They are confident and they're, they're willing to go, you know, blow for blow with a lot of these teams. So um, when they do go to, um, when they go to Numbani, uh, the, the shock held off the fuel for a ridiculously long time um, on the first point, And it forced a desperation play in order to them to actually like open it up. Um, they weren't able, the, the fuel weren't able to push it all the way to the end of point three. They played a lot of really good defense. Um, the, the shock were just able to keep up the pressure. And there was something I feel like in like the way how Ons was playing this game. Um, he was on McCree this time. He was just finding his stride like he really like something clicked between map one and map two um and when he got to Numbani, he was just like okay i'm just gonna click faces like this is what this is what i do best and he kind of brought that forward um trying to keep the ball rolling into rialto but they fell short um when they went to rialto um they did push it all the way to the end um both teams did um but the shock were held um under the bridge for the most part when it came to their last push and it, and meanwhile the the fuel were just able to apply a lot more pressure um but the main thing once again it it was Nero versus Sparkle and then it depended on where Choi or uh Choi or Hanbin was during that entire fight it's like if if Choi or Hanbin is nowhere close to the to the Faros like they kind of have free reign to take uh whoever they wanted to in the air. And it, it was just really interesting to see, you know, those fights break out um, over the course of the entire night. Um, but yeah, uh, moving to Hanamura, it was another, this, this was just a C9 by Dallas. I felt like oh, they, no. it was, it was a, it was a, a it was a bad C9. It was a, they, they got greedy. They were like, okay, we can push, we can hold all the spots together. And then, um, the the shock did the complete opposite. They they played the stagger game towards the end of, um, of the first or at the end of the second point, and they would do the one where they would trickle in one at a time, uh, to the point where they were able to full group and then push on. Um, they did really well in that fact, and that's the reason why Dallas couldn't full cap, um, Hanamura. They just played their last point really well. Um, meanwhile, you know. On, on the flip side, they did try to push too hard uh, in terms of the fuel, and the shock really just took advantage and just said, hey, the point's open. We're going to take it, and uh, they did. So uh, we had to go to a map five, uh, which was Lijiang Tower. This was kind of – it. in other words, I would say this was the whoops, our healers, our DPS game. <laughs> what? Um, it, <laughs> it was kind of funny to watch. Um, for the most part, they brought in Glister for the side of the San Francisco Shock. Um, but the best way to look at this was like, yeah, sure, Nero and Sparkle were still doing their thing, but Fielder, it was on control. Yeah, it was on control point. Um, he gets 3K as a Zenyatta. And you're like, excuse me, like, what? where did this damage come from? And you're like, oh, yeah, you forgot, you know, the scary Omnic like dude just chucking balls from halfway across the map and then 
there was a play with Jexay where he stopped somebody on gardens and got like a 3k with his pistol and i'm like dude what <laughs> like is, are people just not finishing their kills and just letting this man like go on a rampage like what's going on um but yeah he was just mercy like floating down catching people out and it was it was really impressive um but you know still both of these maps went 2-1 um and all of these games were very close like there was no like certain part where i was like okay they get to just cruise the entire time um it was literally a back and forth match and i would recommend like if you want to see how much the shock have improved um this is definitely one to look at um at, at first when when we saw like the new pickups and whatnot we always thought okay this is kind of weird but now that they kind of know what they want to do on each map i feel like they, they just clean up their play a little bit more they can they can fight with the best um and it's not just because of star power you know you can't and just mm-hmm. build a super team and expect a championship <clears throat> lakers uh but anyways <laughs> um it was it, uh, you, you can't just always win that it, it's gonna take time and there's chemistry and you know you gotta figure out what you're gonna do with westbrook and um <laughs> with the rest of that it's gonna be really interesting to just see how well you know the the team is going to uh push forward and i i feel like Without the Dallas Fuel game going to five, um, the Shock would not have been angry enough to take, you know, 3-1 against the Uprising. They really did mm. take out their anger on them, and it wasn't even like... it. They lost... The the only math that they lost was Route 66, and it was just because of a... Literally, like, point... I think it was 0.17 meters. Uh, they couldn't push the cart um, past a second point. But other than that, like, on literally the rest of these games like the shock were playing almost angry they were like we should have beat the fuel and they're like we're gonna clap the uprising instead and (laughs) they were boston they they made it a point they were like okay yeah we're gonna let nero do his thing on just gonna go off and like we're just not gonna we're not gonna let them play um it was just a lot of pressure coming out from everybody on the team um, and I'm glad that they they let them go off in this way. Um, I, I'm down to watch a really competitive game. And um, yeah, the, I'm, I'm glad that the Shock aren't just saying like, oh, it's the, it's the Boston Uprising. We're just going to, you know, breeze through this. They can't. They're, they're playing like, you know, their backs are against the wall because, you know, standings wise, they have to play as best as they can. Um, because because they want that they're hungry for it so Mm -hmm. i'm i'm always excited to see you know the improvement that came out from them so um you know the shock currently sit at third for this countdown cup qualifier um let me let me just check the full regular season uh standing so the shock are number two right now believe it or not in the overall standings in the west um but like they feel like they haven't been able to show for it um and it's because not only have they not been able to go to hawaii um literally every time that they want to they just can't quite lock it down so uh hopefully they can punch their ticket for the countdown cup and you know finally make their way out there so what are your hopes for them for the rest of this tournament you think they're gonna you think they got a chance i think if they clean up a couple 
aspects. I feel like um, the the most important thing is like figuring out who they're target focusing. Um, I've seen on occasion it feels like you know Ons is off doing something and then like Nero's off doing something else. Oh. Um, but when that does happen and it works, like you end up picking off somebody who's not expecting the fight to be behind them. Um, it really works out in their favor, but it's just a matter of like, okay, if, if Nero lands a rocket, I feel like, you know, on should be able to clean that up immediately. Um, and it just should be that level of pressure that's coming out from them. So um, I hope that we get to see that more um, moving forward. And I, I know that it's going to take a lot of getting used to. That's kind of what you get for replacing a lot of members on your team. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited to see where not only the regular season ends up, but like also if the shot can make it to the countdown cup. All right. So for the last one that I looked at, it was the rain versus the outlaws. Um, and the outlaws did win one match this weekend. Um, they did win up against the Washington Justice, who were doing a little bit better. They're still not the, the they're still not, I'd say, a top tier team. I think they're high middling. Um, but the Atlanta Rain have been doing very well. They've been definitely on a, a, a much uh, more impressive upward trend. So this was, I feel like, going to always be a difficult matchup for them. I was hoping for a little bit of better for the Outlaws, but of course I was. Um, but anyway, so. I feel like this, even though it was a 3-0, in in general, I feel like the Outlaws did give some good fights. There were a lot of times where um, the percentage was very close. The percentage was up to like 100 to 99 occasionally, and and maybe like one just one good play from the rain is what won it for them. Um, Like, for example, Nepal was fairly close. They went to all three of those rounds. Um, and it was the 99 flip to 99 flip. The outlaws almost took this map, um, but the rain just get a really good f- final play in order with three kills to secure the point for themselves. Um, so I feel like just looking at it overall, um, I, I don't understand why the outlaws keep trying to run dive um, when you're running Jangu, who is, I think probably one of the best Reinhardt's in the league right now. Um, but you're putting him on ball, which I don't know how well much they've been practicing that, but like he's passable. But I, I feel like the Houston Outlaws are a team that's very um they're very successful with rush and death ball compositions um and double shield compositions. Um they, I've never felt that they've had very good success on dive unless it was like when they were running Muma. And even then, like the outlaws weren't the best back then, unless they were like, you're talking about season one outlaws is when they were good on dive. But I mean, I feel like the rain overall were a more adaptable team. They were definitely more aggressive and more confident with their dive, um, which is why if you look on, uh, if you were watching the the Kings Row matchup, they were so much more um, successful than the Outlaws. They had so much better time. They had just much more successful pushes. Um, and I feel like it's because that they uh, the rain know what they're doing with the dive. I feel like the Outlaws are still trying to get comfortable with that kind of meta. Um, 
Oh, also, we didn't mention, but uh, the bands for this tournament are going to be Echo, Ash, Sigma, and Lucio. So, um, not that any of these teams really like play these these heroes extensively. Like the Ash was good for the long range and for um, getting a Bob. Um, and Echoes were occasionally good if you put them in the hands of the right hero. But I get, I feel like there's still a preference for the Farah, which I find is interesting because as much as I love Farah, I think that Echo is. Um, your more versatile choice for a, a flying damage hero, but I digress. Um, but then on, on, on Rialto, it's just more of the same thing. They're like letting Pelican run wild on his um, his Torbjorn. They're just not taking care of him, or not Tor. He was he's running Farah here. Um, they just pretty much let the Farah and the Torbjorn run wild, but especially. Um, when he goes tracer as well, he's allowed to go into the back line and just rack up ult charge, get some kills with the pulse bomb and just rinse and repeat. Um, the outlaws, I think, need a lot more focus and they just either need to get ready and get their dive into a place where it's effective or just bunker down and go with what they're good at, which is pulling out the Ryan Diva. Like... We had some good show from Piggy here. I think Piggy and Dante were probably your the the best out of this team. Jongu's good with the Reinhardt, but not good with the ball. Piggy knows what he's doing with the Diva. He was very good at stalling out and, and racking up as much alt charge as he could before um, the the point was taken. But overall, the rain really showed here that they wanted to win and. At this point, they have more skill or more drive, I would say. So looking at next week, um, we have it load. I would love for this to load. Um, so looking at next week, starting Friday, going to Sunday, we do have the London Spitfire taking on the Toronto Defiant, Vancouver Titans at Boston Uprising, NYXL at Philly Fusion, um, Soul Dynasty facing the Dragons, the Hunters facing the Charge, the NYXL facing the Fusion, the Fuel taking on the Spitfire, the Mayhem versus the Rain, the Defiant versus the Justice, the Fusion versus the Dynasty, Hunters versus NYXL, Dragons versus Charge, um, a replay of Hunters versus an NYXL, um, the Boston Uprising versus the Florida Mayhem, the Atlanta Rain versus the Dallas Fuel, and the Vancouver Titans versus the Washington Justice. Um, now something that's, that I wanted to talk about, Kevin is like looking at the status of the overwatch league now and of blizzard right now, um, everything is on fire. The overwatch league has not made their been able to make their return of investment because of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, on top of that, they have lost a couple of, uh, of their sponsors, but namely they just lost T-Mobile. Um, do we have a league next year? Hmm. Uh, I am, I am totally okay with us not having a league next year and honestly waiting for, for the second iteration of the game. Um, I honestly don't know if there's going to be enough, like, how can I say it? There's not enough like engagement in the league to 
to really justify a second season like a next season of the overwatch league i feel like first of all like you, you literally have blizzard on fire right uh you have you know the league the league is losing sponsorships um I'm fine with the league literally taking a break and just saying, okay, come back for Overwatch 2. We'll bring back the same teams. Like, we'll offer an invite to all organizations who wish to, like, come back, right? Um, But just, like, there's no buy-in for them. Essentially, like, they're, they're like, grandfathered in. Um, But, yeah, when Overwatch 2 comes around, like, I feel like that's when you have to really worry about that and it's mm-hmm. uh you have to deal with what's in front of you first and like if you can't deal with that then uh yeah you it's not gonna it's not gonna end well for you i agree with i feel like it's gonna be hard to justify a new season um but if they did want to come back for overwatch 2 and create a, the esport around that i think I think it's going to be so much harder stopping and starting. It's it's again, it's although technically this doesn't apply because it's not technically physics, but like momentum is a mm-hmm. thing. It's like once it's started, it's hard to it's hard to stop. Although this would technically kind of be I, I would say this would probably be easy to stop, but once it's stopped, it's so hard to start again. Cause you don't have that that continued force. Like the and, and once you stop and you're trying to get investors for the next season. Like, how are you going to do that? Because you, you've you stopped once already. And then that could be a point for investors to say, oh, this wasn't as successful as we'd liked. Um, yeah, well, no, we're going to pass. Yeah, I can, I can see that as well. Like, I understand if they wanted to do it. Um, but, yeah, it, it just feels like it's kind of... Like, how many people are watching the games besides people who are literally in the industry, uh, like us, who have to, who kind of watch the games because we want to watch the games and because it's, you know, we have a podcast for the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I honestly don't know what, what the league can, can do to keep the Overwatch League afloat. Um, besides, obviously, deal with what has happened recently um i can see if this happened if this like let's just say that the year ends september right uh you have your grand finals you you do whatever um and then you come back with another season right uh try not to make it as condensed as this year um i'm fine with it doesn't have to be four you know tournaments four mini tournaments it could be like one mid-season tournament and then one big one at the end. And then you just, you have that. Um, it, it would be really interesting to see, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know if, like, if without T-Mobile, if they have enough money yeah, to go for another round after this. Um, on one hand, it'll be sad to see Blizzard go. Overwatch League go, uh, and I and I guess this is probably also going to apply to Call of Duty League too because they I don't know what their sponsorships are like there, but I mean they they just did also lose uh, T-Mobile, but I I don't know if there's 
there's enough money to keep going for them. Yeah, I, I hope we can find funding uh, somewhere else. I really don't want all these players to be out of a job, uh, all the mm-hmm. casters and production peeps to be out of a job. But um, I just hope that we we can find some way to keep it going, you know. But at the end, at the end of the day, Blizzard, you did this to yourself. You really did this to yourself. Um, yeah, you uh, you made the game. You you had the gun, and then you shot yourself in the foot. Uh, that is exactly what happened there. How easy is it not to harass people? How how easy is it just to not be a scumbag? It, it should be pretty easy, but uh, yeah, we we won't know. <laughs> All right. Um, anything to uh, to add before we sign off for the week? Yeah. Uh, I just want to mention that I saw on on Twitter just now. Actually, um, I believe. I mean, let me just make sure that I I'm not um, messing this up. Um, we we were mentioning that there was a player for the Dallas Fuel that has re-signed hasn't been there in a while um and he just got his visa approved so dallas fuel will be bringing back pine onto onto the next like foreseeable future his visa just got approved so we might be seeing pine show up in uh in your dallas fuel matches pretty soon Big boss coming back. I mean, we'll we'll see if he has that same level of like pressure. Um, and you know, I I definitely want to see him come back in a great way. Um, I I want to see him. Uh, you know, he did take the the mental the mental health break, and I want to see him pop off. I want to see I want to see that. Well, if anything, this will be like a case study, another case study, like of, of someone who's been away from the scene for a very long time, trying to come back in and seeing what that success is like. And if there is a uh, success, so Pine's going to be a, a person to watch for anybody who's retired and might want to come back. So um, all eyes are going to be on him. Well, if there's nothing else, um, thank you guys for tuning in this week for our podcast. Um, it's been a bit of a rough week overall with everything going on, but thank you for sticking with us. Um, and yeah, we'll be at you next week. Hopefully things will not be as awful and we can be more chipper as we usually are. Well, thank you guys for tuning in this week and adios. Next week, we bring you the latest in gaming and pop culture news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. 
If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.